Shall we begin? Let's begin now. This is Jackie Smith, and welcome to the Keep It Magic podcast with myself and my co-host, Storm Sestivani. Spend the next hour with us as we laugh our way through life and find the many magical ways we can craft a better one. This dynamic duo is ready to challenge the spiritual status quo and bridge the mystical with the practical. Keep It Magic is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, love, money, romance, home, health, maybe even a new car, Coventry has a candle for that. Now put on your seatbelts and get ready to expand your mind with Jackie and Storm. Let's begin. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this exciting edition of Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and I am here, of course, with the lovely, talented, and beautiful Jackie Smith. Cruise on. Oh, go on. Oh, go right. on. <laughs> um, cruise on over to our website at www.keepitmagic.com, which is the official website for Keep It Magic. Also, if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that is, whether that's career, romance, money, um, spirituality, you need to clear some stuff out, you need to do a little bit of healing work, you can now get all of the candles that you need on keepitmagic.com, so make sure that you check that out. And you can also, on that site, book a consultation with Jackie or um, myself. Jackie does healing work and readings. I do readings in astrology. Um, whatever your poison, we've got the antidote for it. Isn't that so exciting? Not the poison and the antidote, but the song on Keep It I, I'm excited we have the antidote <laughs> <laughs> to all of, of their particular poisons. Before we get started, I do want to say you may want to pause this podcast hit the pause button, go back to season three of Keep It Magic, and listen to the show, which is called The Astrological Sun. It is a good foundation for what Jackie is going to talk about during this particular show. So it's just kind of an extra audio that you may want to use as a companion to what it is that we are going to discuss today, which is becoming a legend in your own life. So um, uh, uh, that will help also give you a little bit more foundation into what Jackie is going to talk about. Jackie has created this um, that she has taught. I think you've taught this twice now, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Patty and I did it the first time, and then I did it myself a um, couple of weeks ago. So go check out that podcast from Season 3. Jackie, we just had another eclipse. Yes. Are we over it yet? No, we just had another one. The uh, we had the uh, solar eclipse in the sign of Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> in our last show, I talked about Mercury retrograde madness, um, uh, which was followed via a uh, lunar eclipse. Um, Mercury retrograde, uh, thankfully, is over. It went direct yesterday, so we don't have to worry about that anymore, thank God. Um, And um, we had a solar eclipse on the 22nd, 23rd, right around there. Um, Everything is a jumble to me at this particular point. And it was in the sign of uh, Scorpio. And the interesting thing is that as I was going through the notes for this particular show, because I have Jackie's class notes in front of me. I get a sneak peek. Um, One of the things that I wrote about, Jackie, in regards to the solar eclipse in Scorpio is I kind of flipped things around a little bit, and rather than talking about Perseus, which is where people tend to go in regards to the Perseus and the Medusa myth, um, I talked about the Medusa um, and what actually uh, uh, made her the way that she is. And I think that she has a lot of affinity with the sign of Scorpio. Um, and yeah. if people don't know her particular story, Medusa was a beautiful woman um, and probably one of the most beautiful on the planet. 
Um, and she was a virgin, and she was a follower of a virgin goddess named Athene. And uh, Medusa, in her day-to-day life, you know, as she was, like, fetching things for the goddess, I guess, or, you know, bringing in pails of water or, you know, kind of maneuvering around, whatever it is that she did, um, uh, you know, caught the eye of a god called Poseidon. And um, Poseidon um, uh, was extremely attracted to her, and he raped her in Athena's temple. And Athena... Of course, you know, Athena looking down from Olympus says, oh, hell no, what the hell is going on down there? You know, so she, I guess, you know, she teleports on down, sees what's going on, okay, and turns Medusa into a hideous creature with snakes. And Wait a minute, I, so why did she punish Medusa? Um, because... For Poseidon being a jackass. Athena is a virgin goddess and a father's daughter. And part of the patriarchy. <laughs> and, um, you know, her particular modes uh, uh, were, you know, there's a lot of controversy in regards to this. If you go into actual um, uh, Libyan mythology, which is a little bit older than Greek, um, Athena and Medusa were one goddess. Um, and there's a split in Greek mythology between um, Athena and Medusa. So Athena seems to carry all of the goddess of wisdom, intellect, uh, strategy, all of those attributes. Medusa seems to embody all the rage. Um, well, so yeah, the, I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. So basically, and then there is another theory, Rona. Um, I mean, not Rona. Um, Jackie. <laughs> Who's in, which, <laughs> um, in which I don't know where that came. Maybe that was your name in a past life. Um, I was not uh, part of that TV show. <laughs> that was Rhoda. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna have, let me write that down because I'm gonna have to do some research on that um, and see if that there is a name that is connected to the Medusa or Athena. Um, well, basically, what happened in regards to. Uh, another theory is is that Medusa did it, or Athena did it actually to protect Medusa so she wouldn't be violated again. Um, and basically what happens, as we know, with the Medusa is that her gaze, anybody that gazes directly at the Medusa is paralyzed and frozen into stone. Um, and she goes and she lives in a little cave in the bottom of the, of the earth. Now, where I think that this is relevant to the Scorpio eclipse is that the Scorpio eclipse gives us the particular ability, Jackie, to let go of a lot of toxins. Um, All of that particular, because as we talked about in the last show, new moon energy, something new. Um, You can do a lot of healing in regards to old um, uh, uh, wounds, pains, struggles at this particular point, okay? And the Medusa, I think, is a great image in regards to what happens to us, Jackie, over time when we've experienced some form of trauma or some form of abuse in regards to our lives. Yeah, we can become very bitter. Yeah. Very enraged. I was just, that's what I was thinking, is I think this reminds me, actually, of of that, the story of Lilith, which you don't say her name, I know. Mm-hmm. I do because she's my buddy. Um, but all of the different um, goddesses who took care of women who had been abused or um, who watch out for women and children to protect them. Mm-hmm. And and that um, she really seems like one of the um, 
like like it's almost like she had the power to protect women. She had the power to do all of these things and then and then that power was stripped from her and she just got stuck in her pain. Mhm. It's kind of what it starts to sound like. Yeah, and it 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 is you know the the what happens to us over time if we don't do any form of healing work? You know, um, what what can slowly happen to us? Now, here is the interesting thing. Out of, during this intercourse between Poseidon and Medusa, Medusa becomes pregnant. Um, and it isn't until she is freed from her particular, you know, her head is chopped off. Um, and she is freed from her agony or freed from her um, uh, her rage. Um, you know, the most beautiful creature in Greek mythology comes out of her, which is Pegasus. Um, uh, you know, of which, you know, Hercules is able to hop on and fly on and kill something else. And, you know, it's, it's a big, huge, gigantic um, uh, epic story. And the thing here is, is that what, what I think that people lose sight of in regards to these particular types of stories is that all of the characters within the story, Athena, Poseidon, Medusa, Perseus, Pegasus, Andromeda, Cassiopeia, um, who was Andromeda's mother, um, all of these are actually part of one entity, or, or, or they're all parts of the same. Um, and you can't get from to one without you know dealing and or handling with the other. So, what what entity are they a part of then? Well, it's just the one entity. It's the body of the myth um, uh, of this oh. particular myth. Gotcha. You would so probably say that dreamer, all of oh. these. You would because of the fact that Perseus is the central character. You would probably say that these were all parts of Perseus's personality in some way. Um, uh, you know, but you know, looking at Medusa and looking at the rage and the violation and the anger, um, I think is great in regards to this particular eclipse because I think that that is combined with having just gotten out of Mercury retrograde. This is basically what is going to come up is a lot of toxins during this particular eclipse, mm-hmm. um, and I'm kind of excited, Jackie, because I think a lot of people will be able to do a lot of healing work from it. Okay, I'm in. I like it. <laughs> And it's a great segue into what you're talking about, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, am I on? Yes, you're on. <laughs> um, well, I was just going to say I, I, I understand a little bit better. Um, I, so if you were PMSing during um, the solar eclipse in Scorpio, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's not you. <laughs> go have some chocolate. I give you permission. Chocolate-covered potato chips. <laughs> peanuts. Chocolate-covered peanuts. Um but so it makes that makes a lot of sense, and it's when are we going to start pre doing some of this stuff again? Talk about um, some of the astrological. We need to do that. Let's do a show, um, and you know, like maybe an odd one out show, um, maybe every quarter to say here's the big things coming up. Yeah. Let's do that, and that means it's more work for you and less for me. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, well, this. With this whole, I like this idea of how, like you said, um, everybody is part of the same legend of Perseus, the same myth or the same story. It's like in dreaming, you know, you are all you are all characters in your dream. Am I agree? Correct. Agree? Okay. Um, so that's what got me thinking about that, and that really ties in with this class that, in all honesty, you helped me develop um, because you are more in tune with the myth. 
this um this came about because I started thinking about how people have been saying to me, "Oh my God, you're so smart. Um, how did you get this smart? You're so brave. That you're so amazing." And I'm like, "Ah, really? I'm not that amazing because I've just I've just been through maybe a more load of stuff than you have, or maybe the same load of stuff, and it just I decided to deal with it in a different way. But then." When I start talking to that other person and I see what they're doing in their life, it's it's pretty amazing too. It's um, the things that all of us have gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, uh, Patty and I were going to teach, uh, do the keynote speak at speech at the International New Age Trade Show, we said, okay, well, what are we going to talk about? Because they said. They they logistically said, I want you to talk to uh, t- to the crowd about you and your amazing journey. You guys are legendary. It's so everyone wants to know your story and how you got there. And I'm a sucker for a good story. You know that storm. I yeah. I love people's stories. It absolutely fascinates me. Um, makes me really happy to listen to people's stories and learn what they're about. So. That's what got me thinking about this stuff is we really are just a big giant story. Yeah. Our entire life, if you look at it, if you take your um, um, own emotions out of it or maybe kind of lift yourself up a little bit, you're one big giant story. And in many ways it's what, what's gotten me through some of my most difficult times. And I even wrote a poem about it a long time ago in my early 20s um, because it makes a good story. It's why we do things. Um and sometimes we get through things because, oh, I can't wait to tell this story to somebody else. <laughs> and and that's how we interact. We interact yeah. with stories. Uh, when you meet somebody new, you're telling them all your stories, and they're telling you all their stories, and that's what makes a good time. So we are one giant story. We are one giant legend. Um, we are our own hero in that story, too. So, Storm, you said something to me a while ago um, where heroes are made by the union of humans and the divine. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what our lives are about? It's a big, giant co-creation moment. So, again, of course, we have to be our own hero in our story. And if we're not going to be the hero in our own story, I'm not sure who is. And you might be in a little bit of trouble. Because <laughs> nobody's taking authority over your life. Just, yeah, and being the villain in your own story would be very depressing. And true, very true. And I, you know, I kind of have a funny statement that I make, and and cracks my husband husband up every time. It's so much easier to be the hero than the supervillain. If you think about it, Superman swoops in, stops the train from crashing, and, and although you know he's tipped over the train and and taken down four buildings at the same time, mm-hmm. but the bad guy has not destroyed the earth. And then, yeah. he, and then, Superman flies home to his ice lair. Well, it is. It is kind of interesting that you say that because in um, all comic books, you know, you have the villain, you know, who's probably doing something dastardly, like robbing a bank, and the villain has some form of usually superpower of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in the process of them robbing the bank, here comes this, uh, uh, you know, Superman or Wonder Woman or Batman, whoever. You know, comes in. There's a big, huge, gigantic battle. You know, um, buildings are destroyed and all of this other stuff. And that's all that person wanted was some money out of a bank. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been cheaper for the community. Yeah, it might have been cheaper the, on the community. The yeah, exactly. The bank. 
and and so it's it's all you know you can be the hero in your own story hopefully you're not going to run through and and be disruptive and destructive with everything and just rip and tear you need a little balance of the being the the villain and the hero at the same time um because we all have to be the bad guy at times we all get to be the hero at times but to be able to 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 be able to be that own legend creating your own legacy you float between the two and you have to develop that sense of I, of capital I. Yeah. And that's the journey, isn't it, Storm? Yeah, well, that is the development of the self, yes. Um, it's hard. It's really hard to develop that sense of self because we, are, um, we have a, a society that, that is conflicted about that. Mm-hmm. And and our society is conflicted about that. And there's other societies that are way worse. You know, there there is no I. There is only the caste that you're in or the class that you're in, and 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 you have to for the good of the country and all that other stuff. So in America, we actually get um, a sense of self that that can either become over or underdeveloped very easy. Yeah. And you know, we, we so this developing yourself as a hero. Is all about facing your dragons. It's all about facing those demons. So, in, it's something I again might help my kid through a major, major crisis in her life. Um, I said, "This is where you develop your your character. This is where you develop who you are, and who, how do you want to deal with the rest of life?" Is when this is your demon that you're dealing with. This is your big challenge, where um, you are crafting who you are as a human being. Mm-hmm. And without this challenge, you will not know what you can and can't do. And and this this is something that absolutely makes you stronger. So, um, the class that I taught about becoming your own legend is was very much about allowing yourself all of those horrible mistakes, mm-hmm. finding those failures and finding those successes, and saying, okay, all right, this is my story. This is what I've been doing. And am I actually heading in the direction I want to go in? And so it's about the courage that it takes to to take each step because this is it's scary out there. It ain't easy being a legend out there. Um, so you are you are in a constant status of growing your own legend, and and it's funny because um, like like you said, heroes are crafted. Mm-hmm. They're um, they're not born. Perseus was not when Perseus was born because you talked about him earlier. Um, it was it was how because he was abandoned, right? Uh, Perseus was born. He was um, the son of Zeus and a woman named Danae, and his grandfather put him and his mother in a box coffin um, and put them out to water, and it floated and landed up on a sea, and you know on this sea was a king, and the king, um, you know, found a fancy in this, you know, a woman that rode up on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, basically, you know, he ordered Perseus, um, uh, you know, in order to stop the wedding between this king and um, his mother, um, Perseus had a particular task that he had to do, which was bring to the king the head of the Medusa. Right. Um, And, you know, that was his particular call to adventure. At this particular point, Perseus does not know that he is the son of Zeus. 
he does not know through the whole story that he is the son of Zeus. Um, and it is through his being semi-divine or a demigod mm -hmm. um, or a hero um, uh, that the gods sweep in at exactly the right time, which I think actually happens in regards to our lives. Um, uh, mm -hmm. is that at the exact moment, you know, that we need divine assistance, um, you know, a either a particular door opens up for us or we take a new course of study or, you know, we watch some webinar or, right. um, you know, a new individual comes into our particular life or, you know, for some people they win the lottery. You know, you don't know what it is, you know, how it's going to manifest. But at certain points within the story in which the hero needs divine assistance, mm -hmm. um, the gods show up. And that's, I love that you added that in there because it, you, if, if you remember in these different stories, um, divine, in, divine intercession, so the gods showed up and helped him out. Yeah. Um, if I remember from some of the stuff that I read, he didn't just go, oh, look, the gods are here. I'm saved. He resisted that assistance at yeah. first. Yes. As we all do. We absolutely um, resist that divine intervention because guess what that divine intervention is going to do? It's going to force you to continue to move on this path. Um, exactly. And, and, you know, with, with Perseus, you know, he gets a shield from Athena um, that um, uh, is a mirror in which he can approach the Medusa not straightforward because of the fact that she would turn him into stone. Um, but he could look at through his own reflection. There's a key point there, reflection. <laughs> uh, you know, he could look in the mirror and uh, be able to, I guess, you know, kind of maneuver around and, you know, chop her head off this one way. And, right. you, know, um, you know, so you can't approach. Uh, I think that what the myth tells us in, in many ways and part of being heroic is that you often can't approach the dragon in a predictable sort of way. Um, the same thing happens with Hercules. When Hercules is fighting the Hydra or the Nemean lion or um, uh, you know, any of the other 12 labors that he had to do, which all correspond to one of the signs of the Zodiac, um, you know, he has to use some form of ingenuity other than logical sense in order to defeat this particular monster. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, you know, so with Perseus, you know, he's offered um, the shield from Athena. He's offered um, a, a cloak of invisibility from, um, uh, from Hades. He's offered winged sandals from uh, uh, Hermes and a, uh, a magic wallet to put this poisonous head in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, so, and the interesting thing is, is that these are all of these deities, even though he was related to some of them, you know, he was Athena's brother. Um, he was Hermes' brother. He was uh, Hades' nephew. His actual father is not helping him. But his actual father behind the scenes is driving the story. Okay, so bringing this back into 21st century real living. I think that a lot of our particular things that we go through are a combination of different things. I think that we have our familial issues that we're dealing with, which is similar to Zeus kind of driving the show. Mm -hmm. So you come in with a story already. You know, you're Jackie Smith, the daughter of... Um, uh, uh, you know, the moment that you're born, you know, that is your, 
you already have a story. Um, uh, uh, and then basically at particular points in which all of these tools come in, whether they be a webinar, whether that they be a class that you take, whether that they be some form of a skill that you learn, um, whether it's a company that you build, in many ways all of the, this is divine assistance in order to move us down our journey. I don't think that any of it's by mistake. I don't think any of it's by mistake either. So when I was first um, approached to give the keynote speech with Patty at, at INAS, I went, how in the world can I talk to a room full of people who are, in the, who are self-actualizing? They own stores, they're authors, they're vendors, they're, they're all living this, this similar life, this big life. Everyone has their own big life that, that they're living, and, and why would my story be so important? But then I realized that everybody is um, everybody specifically in that room mm-hmm. was in the process of becoming a legend, and anyone who is going and exploring their spirituality and going to conventions or or festivals um, and actually taking the classes because Lord knows it can be a party, um, they're working on becoming their own legend. They're they're looking they're working on actualizing themselves about. Um, being having something to pass on or or more tools to get through the challenges and and um, the uh, big uh, well I guess challenge is the word those big challenges that we face in life they're building their tool chest mm-hmm. which is what a hero does a hero builds his tool chest and we're not talking necessarily the comic book heroes although now that I say that the comic book heroes Batman is always building his tool chest well they're myths also I yeah. mean those are modern myths. Um, and with with all of that, um, how you know, speaking to these group of people, just like we are all in training to become ancestors, we are all in training um, to become our own legend because people will tell stories about us, our children or or siblings, um, when we're not in the room, not necessarily <laughs> when we're dead, but but just when we're we're not in the room because it's facing those um, bad days with determination or just being able to get through those bad days. And when I when I was realizing this for myself, oh, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm crafting my own story. I'm crafting even my own myth because we, we have the myth of who we are that we present to the world, and then we have the squishy, soft center that what we really are mm-hmm. filled with our fears but it's it's the the marriage of those two things. Like, how are we going to use the squishy soft center to face the next challenge in front of us that that we start to become that legend, um, and in our own world. And first, we have to. And you know what? Nobody sets out on the path to become a legend because that's like that's setting out on a path fraught with with danger and horrific things and knowing that you're going to go down this path and horrific things are going to happen to you and nobody wants to set out on that path. The path that we set out on, isn't it always one that says, I mean, not being the hero in the story, we're not Perseus, we're not Batman, you know, but just in our own lives, when we say, I'm going to go to college for this and I'm going to do this, we never set out on a path that says, oh, this is going to be fraught with danger. I don't think that we anticipate it. Right. Um, Unless you're going to be a cop. I'm just yeah. <laughs> but even then, you hope for the best. And and so becoming a legend is, is just, it's not necessarily what we set out to be, but it's always, always a part of the process. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the things that that we have to do, well, there's there's keys to becoming your own legend, to getting through the challenges, to getting through the bad days with with determination. You know, a lot of swearing, and then that helps you get become grateful for the good days, mm-hmm. and then you get to celebrate it from there. But the keys to becoming your own legend and getting through that, the the tools that you can use is you got to let change happen. Well, the other thing here is is that there is a um, in union psychology, um, the particular phase that you're talking about is the call to adventure. Um, and if somebody does not, you know, say for example, you know, this dude, you know, who wants to marry Perseus's mother says, you know, you know what? If you don't want me to marry her, you know, because I'm a hideous, odious being. Um, uh, you know, um, what you need to do is that you need to go get me the head of Medusa. And if Perseus just said, yeah, screw that. (laughs) You know, just marry her, get it over with, you know, give me my own room, you know, with my stereo and my Xbox, and, you know, I'll just be fine and I'll suffer through this until I'm ready to leave, and, you know, then I will go to college and forget you all existed. Um, You know, he could have made that particular choice. And basically what Jungian psychology says is that if you don't take up the inner call for adventure, in other words, if you make the choice not to develop, your choices are apathy, depression, psychosis, um, you know, all of the baddies that nobody wants um, is what what somebody ends up with. Right. Right. You're, You're... So the choice becomes, I'm going to be apathetic in my own life, I'm going to let life happen around me, mm-hmm. or I'm going to continue to take authority over my own life. Yeah. And we've watched people do, We've everyone who's listening is is doing a catalog in their own head. Oh, yeah, that's that guy. <laughs> oh, that's what happened to that guy. Um, and sometimes folks just go, I don't have it in me. I just don't have it in me to get through this stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to hang out with, being high or um, gambling all the time or drowning my sorrows in some way mm-hmm. instead of facing them. Yes. And that's the, that's the tipping point. That's the test. And you can come down to that test. You can find that first test in your life. What am I going to do with this? And And a test will happen over and over and over again until you decide to face it. Yeah, that's the dragon. You face the same dragon over and over again, usually in a different form, Mm -hmm. um, until you, uh, you know, conquer that dragon and are able to move into a different stage of development. The interesting thing, Jackie, is that Jung felt that most people do not get to the point in which they can defeat that first dragon until midlife. Interesting. In other words, you know, the 20s, and, and I think that what that speaks about is that much of the 20s and the 30s, um, more so the 30s, is really about grappling and experiencing this thing that we call life and having to go through a particular element of experience or experiences in order to have the tools necessary or the insight necessary um, to be able to conquer the dragon. Well. Let me let me push on that a little bit. I'm not going to say I'm pushing back, but let me just push on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to admittedly say that there's some people who hit the hit a hard ass dragon in their 20s. Oh yeah. 
and 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 they're going to get through it, and they're really going to develop um, a sense of maturity and a sense of self and a bigger sense of I. Mm-hmm. And then when, but what happens naturally in your 40s when you have a whole bunch of experience under your belt, you're always going to deal with things a little differently. Yeah. You have different things that you lose. You have uh, most likely you have kids or something that you've grown has become like a child. And so you have something to protect. Yes. And so you, you're going to face that dragon in a completely different way. It's a scarier place when you're only protecting you, which is your 20s, early 20s. And, you know, once you have a kid, absolutely. But um, but you don't have all that experience under your belt. It just can't happen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of the repetitive nature of going through life and dealing with the fact that rent is due on the 15th of every month and you're short of cash, you know, doing that over and over again, you you learn how to get through that and how to plan better and all those things that experience brings. Yeah. But you, we can all come come back to a point in your life where you say, there it is. There's that tipping point that sent me on the path that I'm on now. Yes. There's a, and if and if that point was different, I would have gone on a completely different journey. If I had a different set of tools, but it, you know, although it doesn't matter if you had a different set of tools or not, you're still in the journey that you're on today. And some people face the initial dragon, Jackie, much earlier than the twenties. They face it at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, it, it 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 really just depends on the life of the individual. However, basically, what it is that Jung felt is that we didn't have the process of integrating that particular dragon. In other words, seeing that particular dragon as part of us. It's something inside of us as well as something on the outside um, until we're in our 40s. Um, yeah, where, we're, where uh, yeah. we've made that dragon. There's a dragon yeah. of our own making. Yeah. And so what happens in, when you're becoming your own legend is that, okay, you got to let change happen. Mm-hmm. Um, when you continue to resist that change so you can stay in that that so that sweet spot or that com- uncomfortable comfort zone, um, that's that's where you start to retreat. And then through experience, you start to learn from your mistakes. So that dragon hopefully changes. You grow and you you, um, learn different ways of dealing with things. And so a new challenge comes up. Because a new challenge will always come up. Yes. Uh, I don't care who you are or what age you are. New level, new devil, yeah. Yeah, new level, new devil. And when you're 80, your new dragon is called arthritis. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That happens about 45. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about the 80. (laughs) So in in becoming your own legend, you have to let change happen. You have to learn from your mistakes. And then you have to make new choices. You can learn from your mistake and still make the same damn choice. And then you face the same dragon. And then you face the same dragon. Yeah. You've got to make a new choice based on the new information. You know, and and you see this a lot in people, Jackie, where they will come to you, you know, with both of us being in a healing modality profession. You know, you will see this a lot with clients that will say, you know what, Uh, this is my sixth relationship. Every single guy I get involved with cheats on me. Um, uh, You know, I don't seem to be able to find a nice... They're all nice in the beginning, and then they seem seem to change. And and you will hear all of this stuff in regards to how the individual has just kind of fluttered from relationship to, to relationship. 
And now that they're on their sixth one, Jackie, and they haven't yet thought, maybe this is something with me. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I can bring it I can bring it home, Storm. I can bring that home which is for for ten years not of having Coventry, the first ten years of, of having Coventry, not understanding why I keep hitting the same wall. Why do all of a sudden I lose all my employees and, and then my customers go away and um why do why do why are my sales shrinking? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And continuing to make the same choice over and over again. I have new pieces of information. I've I've learned from my mistakes in these these areas, but I'm still trying to walk down the same path. Yeah. And I but I know to watch out for that rock, that rock, that rock. But I'm still walking in the same direction, walking on the same path, and going to the same place. I need to go to a new place. Yeah. And that happened for. It doesn't have to be my sixth relationship. It can be ten years of of uh, only paying myself six months out of the year. Yeah. And 10 years of not having enough money to get my kid Christmas presents. And ten, and it's like, oh, I, wait a minute, hang on. I, I, need to, I need to change this and not knowing how. And not knowing how and not having the people around me that can support that. So I have to go in a different direction despite what everyone else says. Yeah. Because what everyone else around me was saying is like, well, this is done. You've, you've, it's been a good run. Ten years is a long time to have a business. Most businesses don't survive that long. It's been a good run. Time to move on and do something else. I mean, could you imagine when Perseus was told by the Stygian witches that nobody has ever survived the Medusa? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you probably really shouldn't go on this journey because you know what? Nobody yet has survived. So you have to do. What you got to do in spite of what other people are saying about you. Yeah. I think all that, all the, the, all the steps before that, all those keys before that are just kind of, you know, figuring out what you want to do. And then you just got to pull on your big girl panties and go. And then love yourself enough, believe in yourself enough to stay on course. And the the interesting thing with, uh, you know, the naysayers, Jackie, um, is that the Stygian witches, were the ones that actually knew the location of the Medusa, which is why Perseus had to go see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the naysayers often give us the key to the breakthrough. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. They give us the key to the breakthrough. In some in some particular way. Probably not usually in the obvious way. <laughs> never but, you know, never in the obvious yeah, way. The, the life doesn't make it easy. Um, you know, but I think that oftentimes that naysayers, you know, um, either give us the particular courage or give us the enough of a rebellious spirit where we can move from point A to point B. But they usually give us the key to the door. And sometimes the naysayers, just knowing that they are so afraid of what you have to say, yeah, means that you're going in the right direction. Like, okay, so I'm I'm thinking, you know, real life legends. Yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., let me say it correctly the whole way through. Um, he had lots of naysayers, and he saw all the fears, and he said, that's exactly why I have to do this. He had fears on both sides of the street. Yeah. So he had to go through all these same things. He had to change his tactic. He had to do things in a different way. Um, and he did. And he got a lot of other people to, to walk along with him, literally. So... 
one of your jobs in becoming a legend is to rise, to rise. Yeah. To become higher, to become more connected with your higher self, to meet that inspiration that the gods are bringing to you. And then once you rise up to get it, then you got to bring it back down. So Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he would, his ministries would fire everybody up and then bring everybody back down to the place of, and here's how we have to take action. Because we can stay in meditation. Well, I'm, that bores me a little bit. But we can stay in that place where we're connected with the divine, that really high energy place. But if we never bring it back down, we can't actualize the lessons. We're never going to get Medusa's head. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's a practical application of divine information. Yeah, and I think that that is the, you know, it is when he finds the particular location, um, uh, you know, that he can then complete his particular goal, um, or at least try to. There was no guarantee he was going to do it. Um, uh, uh, you know, he could have just ended up a stone slap like, you know, the other 300 men down there. Um, but, um, uh, or at least that's the way it was in Clash of the Titans. Right. Um, <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, basically, uh, and, and I think that that's what that says, Jackie, is how many people get to the, you, you know, before they get to the goal, okay, do they either give up or um, they've listened to so much of the naysaying um, that they doubt themselves or fear themselves or don't have the particular equipped skills or didn't do enough of the particular training in order to deal with the particular uh, task at hand. And sometimes we need just that higher purpose. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be spiritual. Watching um, watching a dear friend of mine who um, is involved in local Detroit um, business development, and she's she's not a millionaire, she's not... Um, somebody who is who's developed a bunch of businesses, she's there to assist the business development, to clear out the roadblocks. And the reason why she's so good at what she does is because she has a passion for it. Yeah. She has a passion for it. And it's, it's small and big business development. It's not just entrepreneurs in the, in the small sense. It's some of the big guys, too. And... Because she has a passion for uh, renewal. She has the, all, this, all the different stuff. And without that, the passion, that divine energy that that gets you through all of those trials, yeah, that gets you through all that stuff. Am I even on the right path? Um, is it purposeful? Is there is there a higher purpose, a higher calling for this? And if there if it doesn't feel like there's a higher calling, that you're not benefiting humanity in any way, it's, it becomes very hard to continue on that path. Yes. Um, uh, Daniel Pink is a um, uh, he's on TED Talks and he's um, a business development guy and and one of the things he says is that employees don't necessarily want raises they want to know that they're part of the greater whole yeah they want to know that they're they're doing something worthwhile and worthy of their time and when they feel that they are connected with what's going on and respected and and part of the not just part of the machine but part of part of the success. Um, that 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 actually is a better employee retention than just throwing money at them. Yeah. Because at one point the money's not worth it, and, and we both had that conversation of like, yeah, that's a miserable existence. That money was not worth it. So, yeah, exactly. So with with all of that, I can tell you I wasted five years of my life on it. 
but then but then it wasn't it was one of your yeah. one of your dragons. Yeah. To learn how to bring balance. And you're still learning it. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. I think that people get frustrated often when um uh when they're having to face dragon after dragon after dragon after dragon. Um and you know, here is the thing. Some people and I think that this has to do with um uh you know, um uh in Kabbalah we have a theory about desire which means that the people that tend to do more in life to do more in life, um, the people that tend to succeed have a greater desire um than those that that do not. Um and Basically, I think that the more desire that you have, whether that that be conscious or unconscious, because I think you can have unconscious desire as well, um, usually the more dragons <laughs> that are along the road, you know. They're like on every street corner. <laughs> so, you know, if you're really going through a, a lot of problems in your life, <laughs> um, usually what that means is that you have a large desire. You know, you have a large desire to create change. You have a large desire to um, evolve yourself. Um, uh, you know, and then there's earth people that seem to, you know, not have any form of challenge whatsoever. But my question then becomes, you know, what becomes the quality of their life outside of roast beef dinner with potatoes. True. You know, what do they really learn? Um, uh, 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 you know, um, and uh, uh, so with people that are going through a lot of struggles, you know, one of the things that you can sit down and you can look at is that usually the reason that you're going through the struggles is that your desire is greater than the level that you're at at the moment. That's a great way of putting it, but what a great motivation. Yeah, I think it does motivate you, and I think that, you know, it it helps sometimes when um, you are staring the dragon in the face, um, and usually it has, like, the worst breath and breathes fire. Um, uh, you know, when you're when you're having to stare that dragon down and you're having to figure out what way do you need to maneuver to, to defeat this dragon, because, you know, probably approaching it with a conversation isn't going to work. Um, uh, uh, even in the Akashic Records, you may have to wrestle with it a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, or you may have to approach it from behind and have a, you know, a whisper session. But, um, but isn't the dragon that you're facing logis- logistically your own fears? I think it's I think I think it's a lot of different things. Uh, you know, the dragon can be your family inheritance. Um, the dragon can be your family curses. Um, the dragon can be an embodiment of your desire. Um, uh, uh, you know, it can be so many different things. I wouldn't just give it toss it down to fear. Um, I don't think that necessarily Perseus was afraid of the Medusa. Um, uh, do I think that um, uh, he needed the Medusa to get from point A to point B? Yes, because I think that uh, Perseus was more afraid of the fact that his mother was about to get married to this bastard. Mm-hmm. So I think that we need to look at, you know, the dragon can be much more than fears. Okay. 
you may not even, you know, that dragon may not even be actually yours. It may be something that you're facing in regards to that has been generation after generation after generation. Look at the individual, Jackie, that is born into generations of poverty and welfare. Do I think that that is necessarily his dragon? No, but I think that the dragon that he's going after has more to do with him um, finding some way to defeat something that has kept his family down for generations. So whatever the limitation is. Yeah. It's a limitation. That's probably a better word for it. Uh, the limitation that you're working on is the limitation that you're working on. You have to face it. You have to, um, becoming your own legend, you have to face that limitation uh, of whatever means it is. Um, obstacles. You know. Exactly. And So I look at, I look at uh, two different things. Obstacles are the things outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Which might be the fact that you know, you were born um, a certain race or you yeah. um, were born into a certain class of people or you have um, those things that are, that are outside of you um, that you can't get, you have to get through. Um, just like, you know, the Medusa or yeah. the Stygian witches. They just, they're they're outside of, of Perseus. But then there's the in, internal ones, which but the internal ones are even more in, insidious the internal issues or blocks or whatever, limitations is the word we were looking at. They Because they're tricky little bastards. Oh, yeah, they're gremlins. Because they, they trick you, they, they make you think different things, they make you think you can't do this, that there's no way that this is um, something that you're able to do. And, you you know, one of the great things about astrology, Jackie, is that you can go into the astrology chart and it can be either an extremely difficult placement that you have in your chart or it can be an aspect that you have in your chart or, um, you know, the moon may be conjoined with Pluto in your chart, which is the Medusa. Um, uh, uh, you know, there may be something in that particular horoscope that basically tells you, um, uh, you know, what the dragon is. And then a planet happens to fly on by and activates it, and up comes the, dra- the dragon um, uh, in, 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 in some way, shape, or form. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that we all, in many ways, um, uh, what it comes down to, I think, on, on every level, is that we all have the opportunity to be a legend and or the opportunity to be heroic. Um, uh, the reason being is that the purpose of life is to become oneself, um, uh, for better or for worse. Um, and I don't judge um, people's processes of development, but it is regardless getting from point A to point B, and people are going to drive down that road in many different ways. They have to, because we're all individuals. Or you live a life unloved. Right. So when I was teaching this class, um, both times, what I did is I took everybody into their Akashic Records mm-hmm. um, through that door that's in your heart, and there's a great exercise in the DIY Akashic Wisdom class. Went and met a future self. Mm-hmm. So we, I had everybody set up the, the, okay, this is the challenge. This is the dragon I'm facing right now. This is the challenge I'm going through. And these are my limitations that I can, that I can see. So here's my question. Here's my inquiry. Here's my um, what the what's going on. What the what? Yeah. Set that intention. Brought them into their akashic records to meet their future self, which 
it's entirely possible. I've done that a couple of times. And because your future self is filled with potentials, um, it's, I, I call it you travel down the road of potentials. Mm-hmm. There's so many there's so many paths you can go on if you think about all your tipping points where you started becoming your own legend or becoming your own hero in your life that could have gone either way. So you go go meet one of those future selves where you know that you you made it. <laughs> yeah. You made it. And what's interesting is that the first time I did this, many people said that their future self came out and thanked them. Thanked them for putting in all the hard work. Mm-hmm. That was a surprise. So the second time I did this, we made sure that the future self came out and thanked everybody. Oh. <laughs> it was a very it was a, it was a, an important piece. And when I did the second time, and folks who said, "Oh my gosh, that was so," my future self thanking me for putting in this hard work made it all worth it. This one gal said, "My question went away. I knew exactly what to do." Because um, it's just the hard work. And so you go in, meet your future self. They they go, well, I'm glad you're here because this is a long journey. And uh, and thank you for, for doing all that hard work. And then um, the question was asked. So if you could mm-hmm. ask your future self a question, how great would that be? You know, okay, so how did we get through this problem? Yeah, exactly. How did we make it through? Can you give me some clues on this? And so this morning, as I'm, um, I was setting up my day and and um, facing my own challenges. Um, uh, one of the big challenges that I am facing right now, one of the legacies I am building right now, is growing my business on purpose, mm-hmm. not on accident. Um, which is what I started talking about in the beginning of the show, is that I'm trying to be very purposeful in what I do, grow my business in a controlled way so that um, I know how to do it again. So I'm I'm feeling frustrated this morning and feeling a little scared and, and, and feeling that I have some limitations here. So I pulled the Coventry Oracle cards and I said, what what energy do I need to bring in my life today to help me through this obstacle? So I actually asked my future self, Mm-hmm. Okay, future Jackie stepped in the Akashic Records. Future Jackie, what do I? What energies do I need to put in place in my life right now um, to get through this big challenge? And you know what's really interesting? It was intuition, an affirmation intuition candle. Mm-hmm. So that's like start listening closer. A shut your mouth candle. Talk less. Talk less, but also stop being negative. Mm-hmm. Don't speak in negative terms, and then a healing candle, which is whatever these fears or whatever these challenges, it's time to heal them. It's time to find them. There's something underneath the, to me, the healing candles, there's something underneath the surface you got to bring up, mm-hmm. you got to dig for, but you're not going to get there if you keep talking smack mm-hmm. and, and talking those, giving voice to those worries. So I, I lit that this morning. Um and um, I just did not like the the shut your mouth candle here. Who would? <laughs> no, I did not like that. So um, after um, after working with it and working with that energy a little bit and talking to people, it was interesting. Um, I heard people in a different way. So I still have the shut your mouth candle going. Um, I moved that to um, a different part of 
my office to say, okay, we got to make sure we're talking positive and and not buying into the negativity. And then I flipped around and did a happiness candle because yeah. I, I I I hear you. I saw it. Now I need to bring the happiness in on this. So so that's that um, talking to my future self and getting a message back to say, oh, your challenge right now is um, um, a negative attitude. Yeah. And negative attitudes can just really destroy things. And it really opened my eyes to where some of these negative attitudes are. And so something i got to work on. Yeah. It is, uh, you, you know, it is a challenge. And I think that one of the things that uh, that we all do is that we tend to look at other people's journey and other people's struggles and we tend to judge them. And I think that if we sit and we sit back and we realize that we're all on a particular journey, that we're all in the particular process mm-hmm. of becoming heroic or legendary, that possibly we can then have a little bit more compassion for where people are at. Exactly. That was a good segue. Good segue. That was the next thing I was going to go with. We're all we're all facing our own dragons. Mm-hmm. And we're all looking through life and our interactions with other people through the lens of this dragon that we're facing. Yeah. Our lives are really big. Storm, your life is big, and I am a small part of it. So if I start thinking that I'm a big part of your life, um, I'm going to be mistaken. Because really, I'm a bit player because you're so focused on what you have to do to get through this current dragon that you're facing mm-hmm. that you're not even considering my dragon. It's not personal. It's just not there for you. Um, I mean, and I'm not saying that, that you don't have compassion for me and we mm-hmm. haven't talked about it, but you're not supposed to fight my dragon. I am. Yeah. I can offer you a tool and offer you some assistance when necessary. But at the end of the day, each individual has to fight their own dragon. Yeah, you're not responsible for my yeah. dragon. So um, flipping that around, if if I have an employee who's having a really bad day, um, I can say, hey, are you okay? Because right now I'm a bit player in your life, and the bad day is the is the major player. So I can say, hey, are you okay? You know? Yeah. I, I I I think it's really uh, important, and I think that yeah, I think that one of the things that that we all often do, Jackie, is that we sniff a little bit too much of our own vapors and and, and our own self importance. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. You know, you, you know. For example, you know, one of the things that you do in here is that you talk about people that are you know that you find legendary, and you know one you know one of the people that are legendary in my life is you and um the reason being is that you know when I have been at some of my lowest points, although that you have not ever fought a dragon for me, okay um you have in many ways offered particular assistance and um suggestions and advice on which way I may need to maneuver around the dragon. <laughs> you know, maybe you need to stick its head in the ground. Maybe it'll work that way, you know. <laughs> or what it is that you need to do. And, and uh, you know, at the, at the same time, 
I think that what you know, some people need to do is that I think that there are some people, Jackie, that do look at things from the perspective that they want everybody to fight their dragon, okay? Um, and basically what that does is it ends up making them a passive victim because nobody can really be the end-all and, and the be-all to you. Um, and uh, uh, it is much more heroic to pick up the sword yourself. It is. Um because if you don't pick up the sword yourself, you're just going to continue to face that same dragon. Yeah, because the story isn't Andromeda, who is, you know, the one that's sitting out on the rock, you know, waiting for Perseus to come and save her. The story isn't Andromeda, and Perseus and Andromeda. It's interesting that the story is called Perseus and Medusa. <laughs> it, yeah, and... Andromeda is the is the reward that Perseus gets. But uh, and flipping it back, there's times when um, I'm in the middle of giant crisis, mm-hmm. uh, really big existential crisis of, am I going to is this is my business going to exist tomorrow? That's big big crisis. Mm-hmm. And then saying, you know what, this is just part of the story. And freeing myself from the pressure of right decision, freeing yeah. myself from the pressure of of this is my battle, and saying, you know what, this is just another part of my story. I can see where my story has led up, and and that helps clear the mind of the crisis. So yeah, everybody's in the middle of of working out their own story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and just don't judge it. I mean, the uh, some people may, may need to go around the mountain for 40 years like Moses. And maybe not judge other people's stories. Yeah. Because their story is not yours, and they have to go on a different path. Exactly. That's why I was saying, you know, some people may, may need to go around the same mountain um, 40, for 40 years like Moses did, like I did. Um, exactly 40 years. <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, that, that particular process and that journey of circling around over and over and over just may actually be just part of their process, and I don't think that we should judge it. True. Absolutely. Now, we have a, just a few minutes left. Jackie, you have something that says becoming your own legend involves a few important moves on your part. What are those? Becoming your own legend involves a few important moves on your part. What was that again? <laughs> um, that was, um, gosh, I'm looking for those notes. Okay. Identify your obstacles. Mm-hmm. Address your fears mm-hmm. and build your support team, spiritual and otherwise. Yeah, I I, I think that that's and, and it's hard in this day and age, Jackie. It really, really is hard to find that one person that you can trust to tell all of your deep, darkest secrets to. I don't know if you want one person though. That's I think you need of, to try to find at least one. At least one. No, meaning yeah. that meaning that it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. To be the only person in someone's life that they share all of their junk with. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. That's too much. It's a lot of pressure. Build your support team. There's yeah. no I in team. It's a multitude. Um, there's, um, there's. It depends a, if I cover color into the A. I know. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> 
And um, so it's it's very important that there's a multitude. I learned that lesson the hard way. I kept having one. Yeah. One person. You're my bestest friend in the world right now, and I'm going to share everything with you. And eventually, we get tired of each other's junk. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's okay that that I tell you this, and I tell person B this, and person C that. That I have I have the different aspects of my life. It's okay. But I do think that people need to find at least one person. At least one person. Yes. And then, and then you have to find your spiritual team too. Yeah. You absolutely have to find your spiritual team, meaning that who are your divine allies, and build that relationship. And building that relationship takes just as much work as building a relationship with a new friend. You have to sit in meditation. You have to ask for guidance. You have to listen. Burn a shut-up candle. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's this interesting thing um, that uh, I heard somebody say, um, a teacher say, Andreas Vitimus, um, he has the Chaos Magic book, and he said, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like building your, your emergency supplies. If you don't take the time to do that, they're not going to be available to you when um, when all hell breaks loose. Uh, exactly. Just part of the process, my dear, part of the process. And it's so easy to forget. It's very easy to forget um, that uh, you actually might um, might uh, need some help later, and so you need to invest in now. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is a good show. I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't. I can't say that it was groundbreaking per se, but maybe it was a good reminder that that we're all legends in the making. Uh, exactly, and I I think that it is you know just something you know because I think that people are often too hard on themselves, and I think that if people you know realize that part of what they're going through is a particular process, and that they're able to realize that you know that oftentimes the process needs to be done gently. Um, that it can help them more so than anything else. So this can be kind of like the reminder for that. Mm-hmm. And we're done. We're done. Um, cruise on over to www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www.keepitmagic.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, you can get a candle for that over at um, keepitmagic.com. Also, now is the time to begin to do your Christmas orders or your uh, Yule orders. Um, uh, Because as we move through November, things will be getting scarce. (laughs) Um, Our holiday magic candles are up now. Yeah, cool. And and so we have some fun holiday magic candles that kind of take, put some fun back in in the holiday process. Yes, definitely. I am (laughs) excited for those. Um, And also... Those are on their way. If you oh thank you <laughs> if they are um, on if you want to schedule a consultation with Jackie or myself you can also um, get that on the website so make sure that you cruise on over to keepitmagic.com um, Jackie and I of course will be back in a couple of weeks I have no idea what we're talking about yet but um, I'm sure That'll it be will good. be something fun <laughs> so we will see you all then in the meantime what do they need to do Jackie we need to keep it magic speak life everybody we'll see you soon. Let's raise. I knew you were. You were gonna come for me. I knew you were. 
never going back. Uh, hey. She's a beast. Hey. I call her karma. She eats your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. Be careful. Try not to lead her on. Shorty heart is on steroids because her love is so strong. You may fall in love when you meet her. If you get the chance, you better keep her. She's sweet as pie, but if you break her heart, she turns cold as a freezer. That fairy tale ending with a night and shiny armor. She can be my sleeping beauty. I'm going to put her in a coma. Damn, I think I love her. Shot it so bad. I sprung and I don't care. She wrapped me like a roller coaster. Turned the bedroom into a fair. Her love is like a drug. I was trying to hit it and quit it. But little mama's so dope. I messed around and got 